again, Mike O'Connor, another GeezerCast, in the ongoing series of podcasts to my unborn grandchildren. And this one's another one in the Best Darn Government Money Can Buy series. The uh, conversation sort of heated up about that since uh, a year ago when I first did my Best Darn Government Money Can Buy podcast. And we've got, uh, a year ago, I was podcasting a little bit about the Tea Party, which is a pretty lively gang of disgruntled folks. And we've got a new gang called the Occupy Wall Street movement, just come on the scene. And in a way, I think they're sort of in agreement with each other, although you would never know it from talking to the people in the respective movements. They sort of hate each other. But I saw a really neat graphic that I posted to Facebook a few weeks ago that had uh, on the left side, it said, this pisses off people who protest at Occupy Wall Street. And then it says, corporations are too big. They don't care about average people. Working people are suffering while wealthy corporate heads make bundles of money exploit or lay off workers and take away their rights. So again, that's the Occupy Wall Street gang credo. On the right, it says, government is too big. They don't care about average people. Working people are suffering while the government taxes too much, spends too much, and take away, takes away people's freedoms. This is the stuff that torques off people who support the Tea Party. And in the middle, and this is very clever, is the phrase that combines those two. It says, corporations donate huge sums of money to the election campaigns of government officials. Government officials of both parties depend on corporate donations to get elected and re-elected. Lobbyists from corporations write legislations which elected officials readily adopt. Both government and corporations are responsible for this mess, aided and abetted by the courts, whose justices are appointed by the government. And underneath, the author says, this should torque off both groups. And I think that's probably right. I, I think that at the heart of this is the disparity between the super-elite which the Occupy Wall Street people call the 1%, but I'm, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the right target. I, th I think it's really this sort of unholy feedback loop between unrestricted money coming in mostly from corporations and a few rich people, feeding a legislative and government process that ultimately depends on that money to sustain itself. And I think both sides of this grumpy debate would actually agree about that. But I think it's a little early to introduce that idea. Certainly, I'm not going to be the one to do it. Because um, this is uh, sort of a repeat of some of the uh, past, but we've got ourselves in a slightly different position now because of the coincident sort of global climate collapse uh, stuff that's going on and a bunch of other things. So in a way, we have a little less wiggle room 
The other thing that's interestingly different about this era is the speed of which and, and the interconnectedness of the international financial markets. Certainly they were connected back in the 20s and 30s, but nothing like today. So markets just take huge gyrations uh, here in the U.S., even when Europe, I mean, Europe right now is sort of the focus of the money attention. Um, the European Union's currency, the euro, is sort of falling apart. There are some strong countries like Germany and England on one side and some weaker currency countries like Italy, Greece, Spain on the other, and uh, it, it's, it's difficult to watch. And I think that this Tea Party Occupy Wall Street frustration with the elites takes, takes place against that backdrop. And uh, I, I think my unborn grandchildren, you're, you're going to have to circle back and listen to this podcast because it's really hard to tell what's going to happen right now inside this situation. There aren't a lot of good lessons. And it seems to me that there are a lot of ways that things could go really wrong. So we'll see about that. One of the interesting things that I've been noticing about the focus, the, especially the Occupy Wall Street people, are focused on the 1%. And it's interesting when you try and figure out what the 1% is. I did that this morning because I was trying to figure out whether we were in the 1%. I've concluded we're not, but it's hard to tell. Because uh, facts are sketchy about some of this stuff, and there are a lot of factoids that seem to be sort of memes that are out there that I sure couldn't find the source of. This is something that bugs Marcy in the wildlife world, too, is that people post all these things, but they don't attribute where they got their numbers or where they got their ideas or where they got their observations, and so it's really hard to run down some of this stuff. So there's sort of a mythology that's building here, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure that it's terribly wrong, but it's it's not super well documented. And again, if, if you're a propagandist, I guess that doesn't matter a lot, but it bugs me. Anyway, um, I was just sort of looking back at all my Facebook posts. Nowadays, geezer casts are easy to write because all I have to do is read backwards through Facebook and I get all these good ideas. And uh saw all this stuff about Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party and so on and thought, well, it's probably about time for a once-a-year best-darn-government-money-can-buy update. Uh, one of the other things that kind of contributed to that was that you will find this quaint, my unborn grandchildren, but I did my first free uh, streaming video download from Amazon yesterday because although I didn't realize it, they've been available for quite a while. Uh, if, if you're a certain kind of subscriber to Amazon, you can do all these videos and Somebody told me about them, and I went, wow, that's pretty cool. Went and found them. And so the, the first movie I decided to watch was one called Food, Inc., which came out two or three years ago and is really sort of a, an expose about the corporate domination of the food situation here in the U.S., well, I guess in the world. And there were interesting factoids in there, like um, the connection that 
uh, Clarence Thomas, who right now is probably the worst Supreme Court justice we've had in quite some time. But one of the things that was interesting to discover about Clarence Thomas was that before he was a Supreme Court justice, he worked for Monsanto and was instrumental in getting the law changed so that Monsanto could sue farmers for uh, planting, essentially patenting uh, life, patenting genes in corn, and that gave the the Monsanto Corporation the basis to go and sue farmers for saving their seed instead of buying new seeds every year, and so on and so forth. And Clarence Thomas was right in the middle of all that, which I had no idea until I'd watched this movie. So I, I think that both sides of the Occupy Wall Street Tea Party debate would benefit from this little notion that both the government and the corporations are responsible for what's going on now, and then in fact, leaving aside the sort of uh, social conservative stuff, uh, the Tea Partiers and the Wall Street people are kind of in agreement with each other. But we'll see if they figure that out. Anyway, that's the geezer cast for today. Nice rainy day, and I hope you liked it. I'll see you the next time. Thank you.